0: Hi, this is Yona with Pneema Wellness at FromWomensHealth.com, and I am very excited to try something new today. I'll be recording with a guest speaker. I've asked my sister-in-law, Tamar, to talk with us a bit about her unusual experience breastfeeding her youngest child. And if you read my blog or listen to my podcast and think, oh, it's going to be more of the same, it won't. We come from pretty different backgrounds. I have been married to Tamar's brother for 10 years, and I am definitely the hippie of the family. I wear my babies. I love to breastfeed and my in-laws are loving and tolerant. So it's not like it's an uncomfortable title, but I am not the norm. Tamar, who we'll be hearing from shortly, lives in New York. She is the mother of four very cute and entertaining children, and she is an awesome and engaging middle school teacher. She does not share my love of researching health topics, but fortunately, we've actually been friends for longer than I've been either a nurse or her sister-in-law. So without further ado. Hi, Tamar. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to start. Me too. Super. Um, Okay. The first question I have for you is what was your exposure to breastfeeding in the past? Do
1: you mean uh, me personally, like my exposure with breastfeeding my own children or like
0: to other people? Globally, what like when someone said breastfeeding before Zahava was born, what did you think? So, um, I mean, I have this
1: sister-in-law who's super into breastfeeding. You might know her. (laughs) Um, But I know that I have not had the greatest experiences with in the past. And my mother used to tell me she had she breastfed three and didn't the other two. And she was sent on a number of guilt trips when she couldn't breastfeed the other two for various reasons Mm -hmm. and she like really hammered home to me from a very young age actually that people are going to pressure you it's okay not to breastfeed don't feel like you're you know you're a failure if you don't don't feel like it's something you have to do and your kid will lose out so I think I already came from a place where I kind of didn't consider it a priority it wasn't very important to me Mm -hmm. and then my first three children were they weren't really interested. I mean, they cried, they didn't like it. They screamed, it hurt. It wasn't easy. It was just me fighting with them in the hospital over and over trying to get them to breastfeed. I found out later, they probably all had tongue ties, my third had and Zahava had. And I so I didn't know that then. But I just knew it was very, very difficult to breastfeed them. And I just really didn't particularly think it was necessary. Like I respected people did it. It just wasn't something I considered for myself
0: that makes sense because when it's hard if you don't have a re- real reason to keep going at it and you feel like there's a good option then then why it's it is so challenging what about your mm-hmm. friends do you have friends that breastfeed or have you heard it talked? Not- know for me my friends my peer group talked about it a lot and I think you mentioned once that you never heard it mentioned
1: yeah, it wasn't something we really discussed. It wasn't like a focus when, I mean, a couple of my friends must breastfeed, but most of them didn't. I know a few who did like at some point with some of their kids, but overall, the people with whom I discussed, it really just, it wasn't a factor. I have one friend who pumps exclusively and she doesn't breastfeed. Like that was as close as I got.
0: Okay. Um, so at one week postpartum, we were talking about how you could dry up your milk supply as fast as possible. And now, <laughs> six months later, you have been exclusively breastfeeding. I mean, since what is about a month postpartum that you were able to get your supply? Really? Yeah. So that process, just in technical terms, that process of having no milk and then getting your supply up to the point that you're fully breastfeeding your child is called relactation. You were lactating, producing milk, and now you're relactating. You're doing it again. So how did that happen? Because now you're this amazing breastfeeding milestone-like statistic.
1: Um, so I actually remember I was doing pretty well with Zahaba in the hospital, but I was also, I was getting like, I was bleeding. It was very painful, but she was really interested and we were alone in the hospital because of COVID. And so I really had a lot of time. No one was coming in and out. It was just me and her. And I was, you know, breastfeeding exclusively in the hospital. And I was so concerned that I would, um, You know that I would lose that if the baby had a bottle, she'd never try it again, because it was hard. That's what happened with my first two, Mm -hmm. and third, eventually. Um, But, so I remember even like when they wanted to take her to the nursery because she would not sleep around me because she could smell me, um, I said, I I don't want you taking her, you can't take her, someone's gonna give her a bottle. I was so afraid. And then they finally, they actually put up signs on her thing, do not feed, do not feed. And I I remember getting in the car, that night when I was coming back from the hospital my husband and I said, you have to really, really push me to breastfeed because if I don't have someone in the house really encouraging it and pushing in, like really passionately feeling strongly about it, I'm not going to keep going because it just hurts so much. And he was like, okay. And then the next time I fed her, it hurt so much. And I was crying and I was just so uncomfortable. And I said, I don't want to do this anymore. He said, am I supposed to push you? And I said, don't push me. And he said, Okay. And then that was it. I gave her formula that night. And for like a week, I was really happy with that. I just I was I was done, you know, and it didn't hurt. And I was fine. I she did have a tongue tie. And this time I got it removed faster. And I wondered after that, because I hadn't hated the experience beyond all the pain. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had felt like it's possible that maybe she would keep, you know, she was interested, maybe she'd want to keep breastfeeding. And I remember, you know, kind of jokingly saying it to a few people, you know, it's a friend, it's a family, maybe I should just, you know, see if she's still interested and try again, or should I not because I was so focused on, you know, the fact that I hadn't gotten engorged or anything. And I just immediately lost my
0: milk. I was and so surprised when you decided to try again.
1: Because I kept it was like this thing in the back of my mind. It was very much I had thought about it. I had talked about it, you know, almost as a joke to my mother, to my sister, to my friends, you know, saying, hey, what if I just tried just to see if I still could? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I probably shouldn't because then the milk would start flowing again. And they were like, no, don't do it. And I was like, okay. And then I just, I think the curiosity was just so much for me. I just wanted to know what it was like. I wanted to know if I could do this. Mm -hmm. And so I finally just, I tried. First, I pumped to see if I had anything in me. And I didn't I I think actually it's just because I didn't really know because I thought, oh, I do because I got some milk. But I realized now I wasn't I don't think I was actually still lactating. I think that was just kind of the leftovers Mm -hmm. that just hadn't gone out of my system. It papers
0: off. There's a little bit for a while at the end, but a very Mm -hmm. little bit. So that makes sense.
1: So it made me really think that, oh, I must still have milk. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then it kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, I guess I didn't have milk, but I'd already started this and kind of gotten interested in the idea. And soon after, actually, you told me that um, insurance might cover an electric pump for me. So I actually I went out that day, I drove to Target in the middle of COVID and picked one out through my insurance and brought one home. And like once I had gotten that because I had to it was funny because I had I had spent something like two hundred dollars on it and they were supposed to
0: you know, um, refund it insurance Mm -hmm. and so I I said you know I love the way you motivated yourself that each each time you bought something it was well and I'm gonna pump until it's been or I'm gonna keep trying until it's been worth it until they've repaid me until I've covered the cost of this or that like little little milestone things to keep you going
1: yeah I mean that's what I did (laughs) so it wasn't even it was just very like I don't want to waste my money on this I don't want to waste time on this so I've got to make it worth it Mm-hmm. And then a few days after I started pumping the milk, I put her on the breast just to see if she would take it. And she still did. And that was when I got really determined. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this.
0: And you did. How long did that process take overall, the relactation, until you had a full supply? It was three or four weeks. It was long and it was hard.
1: Mm-hmm. It was at first I was doing you know, every three hours and I tried to sleep at night and I did maybe five hours. And it was clear that it just wasn't working like that. I had to really do every two hours. So I went every two hours. I was pumping, I don't know, twice in the middle of the night. It was, I brought my pump everywhere with me. I remember sitting in the park, like in the back of my car pumping. Mm -hmm. I remember going to, you know, my son's, um, he had like some, you know, on, you know, on the car parade for his grade. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there in the car with my pump, you know, covered up pumping. Like it was just, I was not, I felt like a cow for weeks it was just so
0: unpleasant honestly
1: um so much determination
0: so few people succeed in doing what you did actually that's why it's it's so cool to me that you didn't even come into it in the very beginning as like this is something I have to do you chose to do it and because you were so determined it worked but it's a hard choice to make so yeah I mean.
1: I don't think I would have been able to do it if not for the confluence of different things, the fact that we were pretty much exclusively at home at all times, Um, you know, the fact that my husband was home also, because I used to have to lock myself in my room for 45 minutes at the beginning, you know, pumping, Mm -hmm. just to get out a decent amount, and um, it was, you know, it's even, it's really just, if not for COVID, I don't think I could have done it. Yeah. Which is maybe yeah. terrible. I don't know, but
0: no, I'm silver opp-
1: lining. I guess. It's
0: an opportunity that was provided to you. I remember mm-hmm. when your husband, you, did you like hand him a bottle of milk? And he was like, wow, that's so cool. That came from you. Something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he was really excited about it. He wants his Who food knew? cheese.
0: It's a superpower. <laughs> um, so in, you, the whole time you were that week where you were deciding, do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? you were like, but I hate breastfeeding. So has that feeling changed now that you've succeeded? Gosh, I hate admitting I was wrong,
1: but yeah, it really has. I like breastfeeding now. I don't know. It's like a really nice, it's quick now. It's much quicker, Yeah. but it's a nice feeling. It's, you know, you're, you're there with your baby. You get to spend time with her. It's nice being able to supply her with that. It's just, there's a lot of closeness. Middle of the night is so much easier, even though I think she might sleep through the night if she were bottle fed but it's just it's like a really nice connection between us and I feel very close to her even though like I'm not I'm at work all day and you know and we're separated Mm -hmm. and I feel like I barely ever see her but we still have this connection where you know I'm exclusively the person who can give her this one thing
0: which is a really nice feeling yeah it's so I love watching them grow and thinking hey I'm growing that still but like outside Mm -hmm. it's neat Um, So what would you say a couple of pros and cons of, since you've done both and you had actually a positive experience bottle feeding and a positive experience now breastfeeding, what would you say some pros and cons are of each?
1: So with bottle feeding, there's a lot more flexibility. You know, it's not, I I remember sitting in the middle of Acadia National Park with like a coat draped over me while I was feeding her on the rocks in the middle of the water. Mm -hmm. and it's just you know you're much more you can move around and stuff when you're bottle feeding Mm -hmm. you don't have to be there at all times you know I don't have to be running back from wherever I am because I've been out for three hours and she's getting hungry um it's it's also nice to know how much she's getting I know that um, Zahava when this started after the first month when I started exclusively feeding her after a week or two we realized that she was losing weight Mm -hmm. and it was I think can happen with the hormones or whatever, it like slowed down, but then I built up my supply again really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like that was scary for me. And I had to weigh her all the time. And like, it's nice to know how much is going into her mm-hmm. with bottle feeding. And so in terms of that, and also just the kids getting to feed the baby is something that, you know, is very exciting for them. And they don't get to do that anymore. So those are really the advantages to bottle feeding for
0: me. And it sounds like you know, there's just the advantages kind of balance out like the closeness that you get to feel, the specialness that you get to feel as the one who exclusively feeds her, it kind of, it is the opposite of the benefits of bottle feeding. So you, for each person, they have to mm-hmm. wait which one, is, which one is, will be best for them or work for them. Yeah, I
1: think both are great. I think that we have both options are great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what people do, I think it's worth it for people to try breastfeeding mm-hmm. because I think it's a really nice experience that, you know, might really you know jive with people who don't realize that it might be their thing mm-hmm. and at least you know to try it and if it's not for them though they shouldn't feel guilty they shouldn't you know feel like they lost
0: out on something mm-hmm. there are a lot of other gains okay. also the sleeping through the night thing <laughs> which I mean there's rich. science for us I said I have a couple I have actually I have one friend who's all of her kids sleep perfectly through the night the first two were breastfed and then she also she she didn't enjoy breastfeeding so she bottled Fred the next but they all, I asked her, I was like, is the reason your kid sleeps so well because they're bottle fed? She said, no, my breastfed kids slept that way too. So sometimes oh, it's a so mix. Sometimes purely it's And sometimes <laughs> it's just the kid. It's hard, hard to mm-hmm. know, hard to know. But it yeah. is hard to maintain a supply if your kid sleeps through the night naturally too. So for some yeah. people. So it's, mm-hmm. there's so many factors and variables in that. So, right. and what would you say any, the, I guess you already mentioned what you think the pros are of breastfeeding.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's also it's it's handy not to have to pack up a bag and a bottle of water every time I go anywhere. You know, I remember back in the day, the formula days, you couldn't go anywhere without a diaper bag. Right. Now I can like just keep a diaper in the car and you know diaper wipes yeah. in the car, or whatever, and that just go where good. I want, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's just, um, I mean, the closeness is really a big one. The feeding during the night, although again, uh, I don't know like through it's the nice night. But the feeding. <laughs> the feeding through the night is much faster, much easier. Mm -hmm. There's no getting out of bed. I think it's nicer for her also. I think that, you know, it's already warm. It's all set. It's perfectly tailored for her, supposedly. I find she's, like, caught on to food really easily now Mm -hmm. also. And she actually is better at self-soothing than my other kids were. um, Mm -hmm. Because she just, like, because she has such a strong sucking reflex. She sucks her thumb. She sucks whatever's near her. And it makes her happy. And she can do that herself now. Which I don't know if that's a real scientific thing or not. I know that my other kids though, they really needed
0: to be soothed. Well, and part and of that what, what that. helped with the the trying again, you know? Maybe that's mm-hmm. a good candidate for relactating also. She was willing to suck even right. if it wasn't milk until they yeah. Milk. Right. I
1: don't know what caused what.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> so now so it sounds so you, I don't, I also don't know if you could have done that without Corona. Like I can't imagine personally, if I, if, mm-hmm. if I was you and I'd been able to leave the house and been able to go to work and life had looked different, you worked so hard. It would be nearly impossible. I would think, mm-hmm. but so now that you've done it though, you would, you could see yourself without the drying up and starting again part. Can you see yourself going back and like breastfeeding another child and working on it for a little bit and then seeing it work, knowing about tongue ties, knowing about the process
1: yeah i think i would actually be much more willing to try it now that i've seen it can work for me mm-hmm. i like i mean at some point i was like maybe there's just something wrong with me because all these kids just will not and then they told me the tongue ties are genetic after the two younger ones had them and i said yeah, okay maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so i don't but it was knowing that i could do it now i think i would try much harder and I think I'm more experienced now also. It was funny, even in the hospital, I kept asking the lactation consultants, I said, listen, I'm like bleeding. And they were like, ah, oh, here's some, you know, uh, lanolin or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they t- kept telling me, you hold the baby like, you know, like you've done this many times before. And I said, I've held a baby many times before, but I haven't held a baby to
0: breastfeed before. That's interesting. The providers make assumptions. Just like, mm-hmm. first, they may not, they may want to, they may not want to. If it's your fourth, <laughs> Like, either you figured this out or you're not going to.
1: Right. Well, I don't think most people would after three. Yeah. Um, but I think now I'm just more experienced with it. I know how it feels. I know when it works and what the latch is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think I just have a better idea of it'll just be much easier if I do it again. Right. It's really awesome. And if it's not, I would keep going, I guess, for a while. Mm-hmm. Now that I know that, that this is really worth it oh also another pro to breastfeeding
0: very cost effective <laughs> it goes with foremost, the needing to keep breastfeeding until you've paid off the pump also <laughs> it's important it really is it's not something to to scoff at um is there anything else you want to share or any other thoughts uh
1: I don't really know I don't know is there anything else so you just know, just in general. I don't know um, you know, whether or not the people listening to this are planning to breastfeed or planning to bottle feed or feel bad about one or the other. I will say I have four kids, they're all healthy, they're all happy, they're all great. Some are breastfed, some are bottle fed. And I felt you know, I still feel connected to all of them. It's not like that's a thing you only get with breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know, do what's best for you really and don't feel bad about it.
0: Yeah. No, I like I what I like about talking to you about it now is that you have a strong do what's best for you attitude, but also the understanding that it can work even if you don't expect that it can work like anything mm-hmm. can work. And the fact that you did flip your attitude to, towards so many parts of it is really unusual for people. So makes you a good you're a good person to know to be able to reference. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, well, you were, by the way. You got me
1: through this entire thing. I mean, everyone has to know I was texting you all hours of day and night with every little question about everything from the latch to how much I was getting to how often and how long I was pumping. And I really could not have done it without you.
0: Thanks. Fortunately, I'm a real believer. So it was a pleasure working (laughs) with you. Yes. Thank you. That's of the year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me. And... Look forward to more podcasts if we can come up with something else in the future. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Again, thank you for listening. And you can find more podcasts and blog posts on fromwomenshealth.com. Questions and comments are always appreciated.